What is going on, everyone? This is True Code Sports Talk. I am your host, Andrew Wright, and over in his living room is my co-host, Cody Johnson. And first things first, Cody, how are you, man? Good, man. I'm good. It's good to have you back on the show. I know you were under the weather last week, so how are you feeling this week? Um, I'm still under the weather, as you can probably hear, so <laughs> I apologize for the sniffles or the coughs that you might hear uh, during the show. I really still cannot breathe, so, um, you know, I'm just trying to breathe, so I'm sorry, but, um, you know, my breathing is more important than you hearing it, so, um, anyway, I appreciate you holding down the fort while I was gone and allowing me to do this solo video, uh, man, it, it feels good to be back, I'm so excited to do Drew Code, um, I have been chomping at the bit, I've been wanting to do it so bad, um, you know, we were going to do it earlier this week. Um, but you know, I had to celebrate my, my daughter's birthday. So, uh, you know, that's kind of important. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of important. So, you know, uh, but I'm dude, I'm so excited to be back. I'm ready. Let's, let's go right into it, Cody. Come on, let's get into it. (laughs) All right, Cody, man, it feels good to be back. I know I've said that, but I'm just, oh, I'm, so, I'm stoked. All right. Well, we have the NBA playoffs coming up. Um, basically, most teams have about, mm, I'd say about 25 games, probably a little more, uh, 25 games left in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the playoffs happen. So first off, we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference. Um, currently, right now, uh, it's Milwaukee Bucks 1, Raptors 2, Celtics 3, Heat 4, Sixers 5, Pacers 6, uh, net seven and magic eight cody mm-hmm. who do you think is what is your order and who do you think might miss the playoffs and who might get in okay so i think that the in my opinion the bucks are going to remain number one of course um i actually think that they have a really 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 good shot at breaking the uh breaking the record for uh for um nba uh regular season record they just don't seem to lose at all, even when they had that back-to-back game uh, against the Raptors. Um, you know, the Raptors being a really strong team, they mm-hmm. still beat them by double, di- uh, by double digits, and they are just super deep. So it's going to be really hard to beat them. So I think the Bucks are going to remain number one for there. And I actually think that the Raptors will remain number two as well. As soon as they get back uh, um, Gasol, I think that they'll be a more um, – um, uh, they'll be a uh, more round team. and. Uh, you know, with a lot of the players that they have, even though they don't have Kawhi Leonard, they have a really good rotation. Um, they have some really good players, and they play as a team. It kind of reminds me of uh, the Boston Celtics. I got all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals um, when Isaiah Thomas was leading the team. They just seem to always win and be a really special team, which brings me to the Celtics. I think the Celtics will remain at number three, but I do think that they are the biggest challengers to the Bucks, not the Raptors. Um, Jason Tatum has just been playing out of his mind the last, I don't know, six, seven games. He's just been such an amazing player, uh, over that stretch. Uh, Miami heat, um, you know, that they're kind of teetering right now on either four or five. So right now I kept them at four. Um, I think that the players that they acquire during the trade deadline, they'll, uh, remain strong. I mean, they've been losing some really odd games recently. Like they're not the greatest on the road. <laughs> they actually are 13, 18 on the road, but they're 23 and four at home. They're almost, un- they're almost unbeatable at home, but I've got them holding down fourth. So that's one through four 76ers. Um, 
I, I think that they're going to remain at five. Uh, Pacers at six. Now, here's where it gets a little tricky for me. Uh, the Magic, in my opinion, are going to leapfrog to number seven over the Nets because they're basically tied right now. And I think the Nets are going to fall out of playoff contention and uh, the Wizards will actually go on a run and sneak into the eighth spot. But this is going to be kind of disappointing because if things keep going on the trajectory that they are, uh, seven and the eighth seed are going to be below 500. And that's going to be a shame because this Eastern Conference from about teams seven down is awful. And, uh, you know, on any given night, even, you know, six through nine is terrible. You know, just this is just such a – a weaker Eastern Conference team than, than what we're used to. But anyway, so that's who I have uh, the the playoff picture looking like out of the East right now. And like I said, the biggest surprise is the Wizards, I think, will leapfrog the number eight and the Nets will actually fall out of contention. So that's what I have. Uh, that's, that's the outlook I've got going. So what's yours looking over there? Well, uh, mine's pretty similar. It's a little different. Um, you know, I have the Bucks at one. Um, I actually have the Celtics at two. Um, I, you know, the way that Jason Tatum has been playing as of late, um, he's been playing out of his mind, and they've been playing really well. I mean, I think their chemistry is getting better and better as a team. Um, and, you know, going further, I mean, watching that Laker game, I mean, they were playing really well. Um, you know, in that Laker game, I did notice the Lakers, you know, they turned the ball over a lot, and it wasn't because of the Celtics. So, um, you know, as much as I do think that the Celtics team is a really good team, I still, I still think the Bucks are going to be the ones coming out of the East. I mean, I really do, out of out of all of the East teams, I really just don't see anyone except for the Bucks. So, yeah. I mean, Celtics being number two, you know, I guess it, it is only only goes so far, really. Right. Um, I have the Raptors at three, and the reason being is I think the Raptors had a really nice run. But I think lately now they're going to start kind of falling back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw them, you know, on the, what was it, a 15-game winning streak, which was phenomenal. I mean, no one, no one ever thought that the Toronto Raptors without Kawhi Leonard were going to win 15 games in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to do even if you're the Lakers or the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in the Bucks even, you know. So to win 15 games is, is pretty remarkable. But – excuse me, sorry, with Pascal Siakam, you know, he is a, he is a talented player, but he's not a guy that I would take over Jason Tatum. You know, I would definitely pick Jason Tatum over him. And and I think that is going to be a difference. I think, I think the Raptors work well as a team, but when it comes to playoffs, you do need reliable shooters Mm -hmm. and players, the guys who can hit the clutch shots. And even with Marcus, all I, I, I don't see the Raptors uh, being, be in that team yeah um i do have the 76ers at four now as you were saying about the home records versus the away records the miami heat and the philadelphia sixers are one of the worst away teams in the league Definitely. i mean the wizards are, are a little bit worse but man i i didn't even see that but i still have the sixers because i do believe that when ben simmons comes back that team is going to be moving really quick um, I think that's when they're at their best is when Ben Simmons is the run in the offense mm-hmm. versus Joel Embiid. And Embiid actually just got injured. Right. Um, so uh, we'll see how that affects him. Um, you know, I did make this list before Embiid was hurt. So, you know, that's my defense. 
Um, but I think when, when Simmons comes back, I think that team is going to, is going to move a lot better. And, and let's be honest, we're, we're talking about Joel Embiid and we're talking about Ben Simmons, but we always forget about Tobias Harris and he's having a really good year. It's just unfortunate that he's on that team that has two other superstars. Um, you know, so, you know, and with Embiid, I think with him being out, I think you're going to see a lot more consistency because with Joel Embiid and uh, as you know I listened to Colin Cowherd a lot mm-hmm. and he kind of made a comparison of uh, Joel Embiid is the new Rashid Wallace. Rashid mm-hmm. Wallace was such a talented power forward. Right. Um he was a guy who could score 35 points but he was also a guy who you know would be injured all the time or you know would just have an attitude problem all of a sudden during a game and would be you know thrown out of game in the second quarter. It was just you never knew who you were going to get. You know, sometimes Rasheed Wallace didn't want to try. Um, right. You know, he didn't really work on his body at all. He was more of just like, you know, my talent's going to rise there. And I, that's kind of what I see with Joel Embiid. Um, I, you know, credit to, to Colin Cowherd on that on that uh, comparison because I, I completely agree with it. Like Joel Embiid looks like a guy who, you know, just doesn't really care about his body. I mean, he cares more about that he's going to shoot it. When he shoots it, he'd rather, you know, just – it obviously go in all the time versus, you know, getting better, getting stronger, getting faster, you know, building up that stamina. He's just kind of working on a shot and I think it's working against him, but sure. um, that's another thing for another day, even though I kind of went into it anyway. <laughs> um, I do have the Miami heat at five. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the way that Jimmy Butler has been playing. Obviously he's on my fantasy team. So, you know, I've been <laughs> little, following him a little bit more. A little bit biased over here. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's still a young team, you know, and I don't trust when push comes to shove that they're really going to overcome the 76ers. With the 76ers, at least they've gotten to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they got far into the playoffs, obviously lost to the Raptors on a Kawhi Leonard shot. Um, yeah, but here's know, the thing, though. An argument could be made that is because of Jimmy Butler and now – you know, with Jimmy Butler on the Heat, and imagine if that was the, the what the five four matchup. Regardless of who the yeah. seating goes, I mean, I'm taking Jimmy Butler over that team, over the Sixers, because you know he's gonna he's gonna whoop on the old team for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think in that game, uh, God, I hope we get that matchup because I really want to see because you know Jimmy Butler wants Embiid. Oh yeah, on Miami. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he whoops up on him, he's going to say, hey, man, you know, <laughs> you should come with us. You see what we can do with a team that obviously is less talented than your team, and we still whooped you, oh, you know. Man. So, that would, yeah, that would be exciting. Um, you know, I have the Pacers at six. I don't see them losing it because um, they're almost ten games over the Nets right now, um, and I don't see Nets, Magic, Wizards, Hornets, any of those teams over, uh, you know, getting on a win streak and, and taking over the Pacers and with uh, Victor Oladipo coming back um, and the way that Sabonis has been playing, I, I just don't mm-hmm. see the, the Pacers um, doing any better than they are, but I don't see them doing any worse than they are. So yeah, you um, can almost make an argument that the Pacers actually might even depending. Okay. So as of, we now know with both Embiid and Simmons out, you can almost make an argument that the Sixers may lose some ground and Pacers might, leap them especially with Oladipo getting some more games under his belt getting his Mm -hmm. legs just before playoffs and that could actually be a really interesting team not that they're gonna challenge the Bucks in any in any measure at all but you know the Pacers could be an interesting team if uh once Oladipo gets back to normal if he does you know 
Yeah, the Pacers, I think seeding for them is, is definitely going to have to uh, be one of the more important things that they do because right now, currently, they would be playing the Celtics, and I wouldn't pick, I wouldn't pick the Pacers over the Celtics. You know, so I would, you know, if it were Raptors, how I have it, where it would be Raptors and Pacers, um, you know, I would definitely pick, I would definitely think that the Pacers have a chance, you know what I mean? Um, So at number seven, I do have the Nets. Um, I think with Spencer Dinwiddie, I think with Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, with uh, Carice Levert, I think the Nets are actually a better team than having um, Kyrie Irving. So, um, you know, I believe that the that Spencer Dinwiddie is, is actually a better leader for the Nets for this specific team. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, salute, by the way. Um, but, um, you. you know, I do, I do believe that um, – I, yeah, I just – honestly, I don't think the Magic are going to do anything else other than um, stay at the eighth seed. I think the Nets are actually a better team without Kyrie Irving, and I think you're going to see this team moving a little bit better. Um, and then I, I just don't trust the Wizards, to be honest. That's why I have Magic at eight. Um, you know, the Wizards with John Wall or without him, they've been better. And then with Bradley Beal, I mean, he's a really good player, but they really lost Kelly Oubre, and that he was another good shooter. Um, so right now it's it's the Bradley Washington Bradley Beals, you know. It's not Washington Wizards. It's definitely whatever Bradley Beal is doing, so. Um, you know, that, that's my order. I just, you know, I hope that the Wizards get in, honestly, because of Bradley Beal, but I, I really just don't see it happening. Yeah, you know what? Um, the reason why I think that the, the Magic are going to do is because they've actually been playing together for some years now. So, you know, you can easily make the case that they're, because that they've been playing together, they're a little bit more hungrier than, let's say, the Nets, who are, you know, they got a, a bunch of pieces that are, um, together but uh you know we'll we'll see maybe the nets might rally from adversity and and keep their playoff momentum i think that the magic are going to like i said take over and some way somehow i think the wizards are going to sneak in again i think it's going to be because the nets are going to basically just crumble with because they don't have that that one piece that got them into the playoffs last year which was uh, uh russell you know, um, they basically traded that in and then they signed Kyrie and KD, who they have neither, you know. So that's uh, that's why I don't know if they're going to do very well in the playoffs. So anyway, so you, Drew. I, yeah. I do like the Nets, though, with the way that they move the ball. And I think that's why I really like them is, yeah. is not just, you know, um, you're right. They don't have that, like, big-time shooter. I mean, Joe Harris is a, is a good three-hitter, but, I mean, he's a, you know, catch-and-shoot guy. He's not really a guy that you can rely on all the time. But I do like Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he's a, a really guy who can drive and he can shoot as well. And then Lavert is actually kind of the similar player to Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a guy who can shoot but also can really, you know, drive the lane. Right. Um, you know, and, and they have a little bit of playoff experience where they actually um, were pretty competitive. So I, that's honestly, I just believe in the Nets. Um, but, you know, you could be right where, you know, with with a star power like Bradley Beal, uh, that could definitely overcome. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping so or else, I mean, my predictions, it'll look pretty stupid. So, you know, that's that. So uh, anyway, so, okay, we just talked about the East. So, uh, Drew, tell me what your, what your playoffs are looking like in the Western Conference. Well, currently, um, as it stands right now, the Lakers are number one, Nuggets are two, Clippers are three, Rockets are four, Thunder are five, Jazz are six, Mavericks are seven, and the Grizzlies are number eight. Um, mine is a little different. Um, okay. I have Lakers one. I don't think um, anyone's going to catch up to the Lakers. I think the Lakers really are pushing for that number one seed. I don't think they want to lose it. So I think they're really going to be pushing for that. Um, I think the other teams are really pretty much okay with where they're at. I mean, I think the Nuggets might try and make a push and possibly the Clippers, but um, I really think the only team that's going to try and make a push for that number one seed is the Nuggets. And I don't think they're going to do it. So, I have Clippers at number two. Um, I really think that Kawhi Leonard is looking at this and saying, I don't want to be a three seed and have to face the number six seed. I really think he's going to understand that, hey, we need to start doing better. Um, it looks like after the all-star break, he's really kicked it into gear a little bit more. Um, and I don't think you're going to see Kawhi missing as many games as he has in the in the start of the season. So, I think the Clippers are going to get better, um, and I think they're going to overcome the Nuggets. I do have the Nuggets at number three. Um, you know, I like Jokic. Uh, I like uh, Murray, but it's basically the same team that they had last year, and I just don't think that's that's going to do I, – I, I just don't think that – even though their defense is good, um, I think the Clippers are still a better team. They're a team that I trust more, and that's why I have them over, over the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Jazz at number four. Mm, okay. Currently, they're number six right now. I really like this Utah Jazz team, and I think they're actually starting to get in a groove. Um, the re- other reason is the Rockets and Thunder are really hot right now. Everyone wants to talk about the Rockets. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have the center. Now, all of a sudden, Westbrook, they told Westbrook, don't hit it, don't shoot any threes. And so he didn't. But I think it's going to start slowing down. Teams are going to figure it out, and they're just going to say, let's just keep our bigs out there. They can't mm-hmm. do anything against us. And I think you're going to start seeing that dwindle down a little bit. And also with the Thunder, even though I love this Thunder team, and I still think they're going to get in the playoffs, no doubt about it in my mm-hmm. mind, right. um, I think they are going to fall apart a little bit because you only have Chris Paul. They really don't have any other firepower. I mean, Steven Adams is having a good year, but he's always been that guy who can – you know, get 15 points and 15 rebounds. Um, and then after that, you know, with the Thunder, I, I really don't like anyone else. I mean, um, Shea Alexander, Gilgis Alexander is, is a good player. Um, you know, I think he's going to need a little bit more experience, though. Um, Gallinari is another guy who um, I think, you know, is – very underrated but he's Mm -hmm. not a really good defender and i think that is going to hurt them in the long run so i i trust the jazz more than than the rockets and thunder so that's why i put um and honestly these teams are separated by the jazz are behind the rockets by two games and behind thunder by one so right it's not such a big stretch in in my mind um then i have the rockets at five um i just feel like um you know with the with the shooting power of james harden with Russell Westbrook, who can, you know, drive at any time in any moment, 
um, it's still a tough team to play, even though, you know, you can go big and beat them. Um, they also have that firepower and that's why they were, this is, this is one of those rare teams that even without the size, they're still a very scary team. Um, so, but I do think that without a center in the postseason, it's going to really, it's going to really hurt them because yeah, they really sure. have nobody who can rebound over, you know, I mean, we, we saw it with Lakers. I mean, you see it with Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee. I mean, three guys who are either at seven feet or almost seven feet can get a rebound at any time, and they're also very talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Rockets, what do you have? You, you know, is P.J. Walker going to out-rebound that guy? No, <laughs> he's not going to out-rebound any of those. I mean, P.J. Tucker. Um, P.J. Tucker, sorry. I don't know why. Is it Walker? Um, fell on the brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I have at uh, number six, I have the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. I really like this Mavericks team. Now they're not experienced. So I do think that, you know, they will fall short eventually, but I do think that the Mavericks are a better team. Again, these teams are separated by like one po- by one game. Mm-hmm. So I do think they're going to overcome the thunder. Um, I love Luca. I think his game is, is actually surprisingly good. He doesn't look like the most athletic guy, but when you see him on the court, you know he knows what he wants to do, and mm-hmm. he's going to do it. Um, and then Porzingis has actually been playing a lot better. Um, I, I have him on my fantasy team, and he gave me uh, some good points the other day. You know, just honestly, this is why I love playing fantasy basketball <laughs> is because you get to watch some guys that you may not be watching normally, and you kind of see how they're going to play. And Porzingis is one of those players that I've always loved to watch but I hadn't ever been able to because he was on the Knicks and now he's on the Mavericks. So now I get to kind of watch him and he's having a really a secretly good year um, mm-hmm. and he's getting better, which is very scary. I think he's starting to get really healthy. Right. Um, so yeah. I think this Mavericks team is, is going to um, be at that um, six seed. Um, at seven, I have the Thunder. Um, you know, I love this team. I really hope that they can do something in the playoffs. Honestly, if the Thunder were seven and the Nuggets stayed at two, I think the Thunder have a chance to overcome the Nuggets. Yeah, now, I probably I wouldn't so pick them, but I would say at least that game, that series is going seven games. So mm-hmm. um, that, that would be a really interesting matchup. Um, and then at number eight, I know currently it's the Grizzlies, but I'm going to go with the Trailblazers. Mm, okay. um, right now, uh, Damian Lillard is injured. But he is going to be coming back. And actually, C.J. McCollum is starting to get into his groove. Um, you know, I know a lot of people don't like um, oh, Whiteside. Uh-huh. But he has been a really good defender this year. And that's yeah. all they've had him do. They're not saying, hey, go in, the, go in the post and dominate in the post. They're not telling him to do that. They're saying, hey, on defense, we need you to block shots. We need you to be that big man. And he's been doing it. He's actually leading leading um, the league in, in blocks per game right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really like this Trailblazers team. Um, and I actually, you know what, Melo, he's kind of died down a little bit, but he's still a, a player that fits the Blazers. He's a guy who can make a shot whenever they need him to make a shot. And that's all they're – again, it's another white side thing. They're, all they're asking Carmelo is saying, hey, we need you to make a few shots. We need you to score, um, you know, 17 points a game. Yeah. Can you do that? And he can easily do that. I mean, he's still a very skilled offensive player. And 
and so um yeah i i think the trailblazers are getting in um i know i went a little long so i'm sorry cody but <laughs> who do you have in the western conference no worries so um i do have the lakers locking up the number one seed in the west as well um and i do have the nuggets staying strong at the number two seed i think that they their schedule is good enough to where they're going to obviously go on a couple of late runs to really give them some cushion um, between two and three. Um, and then here's where it gets a little different for me. I think actually the Rockets small ball with the fact that uh, the Rockets are now letting Wessel, uh, what, excuse me, Russell Westbrook <laughs> be himself and stop shooting threes and all that stuff and letting him actually be aggressive, mm-hmm. go to the basket, dominate. Yeah. Um, and I think because they don't have a center to kind of get in the way, yeah, teams may put some larger bodies in the middle. But one of the things about small ball is there's a lot more quickness. So you have those big guys that go out on the perimeter on the three-point line, and they're going to get beat off the dribble and what's wide open, they're going to go straight to the rack. Or, you know, what the Rockets love doing is kicking out for threes, which fits right into their game. So I think that small ball will actually get them into, uh, into uh, the third seed. I, the... I agree with you with the with the Russell Westbrook take. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's actually he's actually probably playing better than I've ever seen him play yeah. because he's not taking any threes. I mean, you're no. absolutely right. I mean, he's, and, he and looks like a... you said, he can take anyone off of the perimeter. Yeah, um, especially a big dude, and easily get a layup. Yeah, no, he looks a lot more comfortable in now in because in the beginning of the season you and I were texting and he had these twelve point games and it's like yeah. what's going on? Like do do we think that this experiment busted? And then they finally bought into just letting Westbrook be himself. You know, James Harden is a guy that's gonna jack up threes, let him do that. Westbrook just get to the cup. And then what ends up happening is Westbrook then can dish to Harden. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, at those times where you kind of feel like maybe they need a change of pace, and then they go more in a half-court set. Then you have James Harden taking over with some, you know, really good dribbling, of course, a step-back three, and then, you know, playing off the offense that way. So I actually think the small ball is going to get the Rockets into the playoffs at a, in, third, in the third seed. And I actually think mm-hmm. the Clippers, with, uh, you know, with all their injuries, they, just, they did get some new players. They got one of the Morris twins. Uh, they did get Reggie Jackson. Um, and I think they got another player, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. But anyways, that they are basically deepening their bench and their depth. And I think, though, that because there's, in my opinion, it looks like there's chemistry issues, even though they're deep. You know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, you know, Lou Williams, none of these guys have really had like a full, like legit practice to all play together, get a feel for each other. Like it's all just been kind of bits and pieces here and there. No, and that's pretty surprising. How do you have your two best players in George and Kawhi really not even borderline practice? They play very few games together. I mean, they have a winning record when they're on the floor together, but you can just tell there's like, there's not a lot of chemistry there quite yet. They're really good defensively, but you know, because the communication isn't quite there because of the chemistry, their defense is uh, sometimes lacks a lot considering the players that they have that play really good defense for that team. But overall, though, I think the Clippers will get the third seed. Um, now, you love the Mavericks, and I do too, but I think I love them a little bit more because I actually have them getting the fifth seed. Okay. Uh, I, I like uh, Porzingis. I love how he's developing more and how he's uh, getting a little bit better more and more after his injury. Um, then you have Tim Hardaway Jr., who's been 
doing really, really well the last few games. And they got a bunch of different role players and the little brother to Steph Curry, Seth Curry, who can shoot just as well, is mm-hmm. out there as well. And then, of course, the, the legend himself, Luka Doncic, with the most triple doubles right now in Mavericks franchise history, more than Jason Kidd, in about 381 less games or something. I think he, I think he got 20 triple doubles which is the most in their franchise, and he did in 119 games, I think I saw. Jason Kidd had, I think, 19, and he did it in – he had to do it in over 500 games or something like that. So Luka is such a good player. His defense is suspect, but he is such oh. a good player, and I think he's only going to get better when the competition rises in the playoffs. So I see the Mavericks getting the fifth seed. Um, I see the Thunder still rolling, um, no pun intended. Uh, and keeping strong at the sixth seed, I think God, with Chris God, Paul. <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, Chris Paul and Gallinari, uh, uh, Childress Alexander, um, and Schroeder. I think those guys are going to do really well along with Adams and maintaining the sixth spot. And they're going to be probably a team that can get streaky really quickly. I mean, I imagine if the Thunder and the Rockets met in the first round, which uh, that's assuming what my projection is, if you know, the Rockets do go to three and Thunder hold at six. I think that'll be a really great matchup. I mean, it's going to be Chris Paul uh, and the Thunder going against his former team, Westbrook going against his former team. I think there'll be a lot of energy around that. I think it'd be great. Um, but I think that's really like a depends on how you feel kind of series because that can go either way. So anyways, moving on from that, I've got the Jazz actually sliding down to seven where you have them at number four. I have them sliding down at seven. I think there's a little bit of turmoil. There's been some reports of some starting lineup shuffling. And, um, you know, there's a couple of concerns I have with um, the Jazz. They're, um, you know, they get on these streaks and then they go on these really cold spells where they're, you know, they just underperform. They lose against bad teams. They sometimes don't play up to their potential. Donovan Mitchell is doing a lot. And for some reason, Mike Conley just doesn't seem like he's that second scoring option that they mm-hmm. really need that they were hoping would take them to the, you know, above the top. So, um, you know, they just, they just seem like that they're not filing, filing a firing, excuse me, on all cylinders, but yet they've got more weapons than they did last year. So that's just one of the things I'm concerned with about the jazz. And then at number eight, I actually, you're going to be shocked. I have uh, uh, John Morant and the Grizzlies staying at number eight. I have the rookie leading his team. Uh, to the eighth seed obviously they'll get swept by the Lakers but you know he's going to lead that team they've got a really good young core I think they're really they're hungry this year of course as you can tell mm-hmm. they've um, you know they've been trash talking they can't really back it up quite yet but I think you know they're I, I think uh, they're going to hold strong at eight between seedings eight through 13 they're separated by four games you know so yeah. Pelicans Blazers could easily make a run if the Grizzlies go on a cold spell. I just think, though, that John Morant and these young players are going to pull it together. They're going to create some space between eight and nine, and they're going to hold tight at that eighth seed, and the rookie's going to get his team in. That's uh, that's how I'm seeing the West play out this year. You know, I, I, I do like the Grizzlies. I think they're a good team. They're, they're very young, though, as, as you kind of alluded to a little bit. Um, but they're very exciting. They're very athletic. They, they, they move the ball really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think though, because their, their, uh, strength of schedule remaining strength of schedule is actually one of the harder ones. Um, if not the hardest strength of schedule, um, going forward, 
-hmm. And actually the Pelicans have the third weakest um, in the NBA. Um, And I think the Pelicans, honestly, in my opinion, have a better shot at making Uh it um, versus the Grizzlies. Now, as I said, I still have the Trailblazers um, because I just trust the players that they have more. But I do think the Pelicans could possibly make it. And I, I'm not saying because Zion, but Zion does add a little bit of a dimension. He adds a little bit to their lineup as they can, as you know, they can put him at the five and he's only six, six. I mean, it's still technically the small ball that the Rockets are playing, but this guy has a center body, just not the length. Um, so that does help out. Um, especially if you saw the, um, the tweet, the picture of him grabbing the rebound, it was yep. he was going up for the rebound over Anthony Davis, and he was up there, man. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, Anthony Davis wasn't fully jumping all the way, but uh, it was quite impressive to say the least. I think actually it was over Dwight Howard, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it was Dwight Howard, who's I think I slightly, money. who's I think I slightly taller. It's Anthony Davis. I'm pretty sure it's Dwight. Uh, no i'm pretty sure you're wrong you know go check twitter right now don't don't <laughs> dare me with a good time <laughs> don't, yeah twitter is not a good time actually it's pretty fun it anyway is. um so i mean i like lonzo ball i think he's a good player i think he's definitely improved his shooting mm-hmm. obviously brandon ingram is is a big time surprise right um so you know i think out of the three teams i do still have the trailblazers um, getting in that eight spot, but I do mm-hmm. think the Pelicans honestly have a better shot. Um, I'm just going with the players, and I think the Blazers have the better players, and I trust them more. So I see. I just don't cool. see the Pelicans. They've got the they've got the Lakers recycled players, the ones that couldn't get into the playoffs for the what two three years that they were in there. Yeah. And what Believe makes me, I don't you th- see them. <laughs> what makes you think that they're going to know how to get in the playoffs now? And don't get me wrong, I like Zion, and he's a, he's been a good player so far. I just don't see that team all of a sudden um, making any sort of a deep run. Their schedule may be friendly, but I think they're their own worst enemy. Lonzo Ball, he's not aggressive enough to score. He's a great facilitator, and he can get a rebound. But honestly, when you have a stat line, sometimes that looks like four points, eight rebounds, nine assists, and your team your team really just needed you to score. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that you need to do a little bit – I think you just need to – they need offense, you know. And, yes, yeah. you're getting assists. But, you know, like Josh Hart, he's not a guy that scores a lot of points. It really just goes through either Ingram or Zion. Mm-hmm. But if one of them gets injured, then, you know, they they really don't have that much firepower. And I just don't think that they're experienced enough – um, I think they're maybe a year out from being a playoff team, but yeah, uh, I, I see. I, I would ag- I would agree with you that the Blazers have a better shot, even though that they're behind. They're not in the eighth seed, but I'm still holding strong. I mean, the Grizzlies have beaten some really good quality teams mm-hmm. um, uh, this season, and a majority of those teams that they've already beaten are coming up on the schedule, along with a couple easy ones. So, you know, they may, in terms of record, they may have a tough schedule, but you know, they could easily go on a good run, um, you know, even in a 10-game span going like a seven seven out of three out of 10 games would be great, you know, because then they'd be keeping pace to go above 500, and then they would then just be increasing their lead 
over the for the eighth spot. So I think the Grizzlies are going to hold tight and, and get in there. I, I think I think this ta- this roster is a little too talented, and they're a little they seem more hungry to me than than the Pelicans, in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. I just honestly I just think with a with a tough schedule, um, well I guess a tougher schedule than mm-hmm. what the Pelicans have. Um, you know, it, it does, it can wear you down and, yeah. um, that's kind of what I'm, that's what I'm kind of basing off. Mm-hmm. But speaking, because we are talking about the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, there was actually a question that was floated out there with the recent draft class, obviously the rookies in the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, obviously the two top guys who were Zion Williamson at one and then John Moran at two. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you kind of know how they look, um, in an NBA game or NBA season, uh-huh. Um, who would you start your franchise with if you own your own franchise? Would you go Zion or would you go Ja? Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I, mean, I guess there's really no wrong answer. Mm, I'm going to go with John Morant only because he's a point guard who's a scorer. Uh-huh. He's played more games. Um He's played against tougher competition so far. I know Zion Williamson's only, what, done 20, what, done 13 games or something like that? Yeah, 13 games. Yeah, mm-hmm. John Moran's already at 51. <laughs> uh, he's got already a triple-double in his rookie season, nine double-doubles. Um, you know, his three-pointing average is, is under 35%, so it's gotta, he's got to need to improve that. He's shooting basically 50% from the field, uh, just a little bit under 18 points. He averages nearly seven assists. He's had big games against the Mavs, Nuggets, Houston, Clippers, OKC, the Heat, some of the premium teams. What's, uh, his, he's, three, what's his three percentage? So far this season, he's averaging 34.5, according to ESPN, percentage per okay. game. But um, – you know, he's got the ball handling skills. He gets people open. He drives the cup. He dunks phenomenally. And I know Zion <laughs> Williamson, he's just another animal when it comes to dunking. But, I mean, for being a, a point guard who ball handles, he's only 6'3", and he flies through the air. I don't – I don't. you can easily put a team around him of some role players and another maybe all-star to partner with him. And they're a playoff team almost every year, in my opinion. Um, John Morant's only going to get better as the season goes on and he gets more experience. I think in year two, he'll really take a good leap. Um, very similar to, in my opinion, like a, like a Trey Young, who's basically elevated his game to another level in terms of scoring. Um, the only thing I would probably say is Morant's going to learn to, to he's going to probably toughen up on his defense. But mm-hmm. honestly, I would start a franchise around Morant. He, there's just a lot more attributes and I really appreciate that. I love a lot, a little bit more that would make me want to start a franchise with him. If I was choosing between Zion and Morant, I'm going with Morant in this scenario just because of all that I've seen so far. And, you know, just, just the, just the ball player that he is today. I have, I have a comparison and I kind of want to know, I want to get what you, what you think. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think about this, um, a, a player comparison that from uh, for John Morant. Uh-huh. And, it, you know, I saw a few of them that were kind of saying like um, Steve Francis a lot. And I was like, eh, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of see it. But Steve I, Francis with a jump shot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I really see him as like a Kemba Walker. He's a guy who can mm-hmm. handle the ball really well. He can shoot a three. 
um, you know, he can still get to the rack. And yeah. I mean, obviously John Morant can dunk and Walker really usually just lays it up. I don't think he even dunks ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think as, as an overall player, mm-hmm. I think he's closer to Kemba Walker, who's obviously right now the man yeah. in Boston. Um, but he's, you know, he's a good facilitator, just like Walker. Um, you know, and his shot, I mean, the way he shoots, I mean, he's not, you know, the best from three, he's not the best from mid range, but he's a guy that you can trust him. So I don't know. I was just thinking about that. And I just wanted to get what you thought about Kemba Walker as the comparison. Um, I don't know. I like, I like Kemba. I think if I had to put a point guard comparison on John Morant, I would say he's closer to a Kyrie Irving in the way that he handles the ball, but he's a, he's a, he's probably a, in my opinion, he's a better passer. He distributes the ball better mm-hmm. than Kyrie Irving, but he's in that realm. So if Kyrie Irving was a little bit more athletic and as, as a, the passing ability of Kimball Walker, then I think we're talking about John Moran. I think he can pass yeah. like Kimba, but he handles, um like Irving mm-hmm. he's more athletic clearly than both of them that's who Morant is in my I opinion you. yeah I get you okay anyway sorry <laughs> yeah. just just something I was kind of thinking about um you know what I love John Morant I think he's really good but I, I think Zion Williamson has got to be the guy mm-hmm. I mean listen John Morant, like we were talking about, he's athletic. He reminds me of Kemba Walker, who's a good player. But, um, you know, Kemba Walker on the Hornets, you know, wasn't getting that team to the playoffs still in a really bad East, even at that time. Um, You know, obviously you can say, well, John Morant is kind of getting the Grizzlies to the playoffs, but we'll see. I mean, they Mm -hmm. may fall out. And then what are we going to think about them? With Zion... Listen, I mean, the guy is only six foot six, but he plays like he's six ten. I mean, we all thought the kid was taller. All of a sudden, he went to the NBA Combine, and they were like, "Oh, he's listed at six six. And we're like, "Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Hold on a second. No, he's not. That's such a lie. I mean, in NBA Two K, you could probably look at his stats, and it probably said he was like six nine or something. That you know, they had to forge it a little bit just to give him a little bit more high credit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. It, just his height in general. And the kid is only, I mean, John Morant too, but um, Zion is only 19 years old. Mm-hmm. The kid is still growing. He's still getting into his body. He's not even fully there yet. But not only did he make an impact when he came into, when he played his first game, when we all saw the game against the Spurs where he hit five threes in a row mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. I mean, no one thought Zion was going to be a, a great three shooter. Right now, he's shooting 42, 41.7%, almost 42% from three. Yes, we've already talked about it. He's only played in 13 games right now. So, obviously, that number will go down eventually. But he's still very accurate. He's not a liability on the three line. Not only that, the, the second jump that he has, his mm-hmm. offensive rebounding, his defensive rebounding, him never giving up on the play. I know people want to talk about his injuries. Listen, the injury that he had at Duke where he busted out of his shoe, that was just a freak thing. He really wouldn't have gotten hurt if his shoe didn't give out. I mean, let's Mm -hmm. be honest. He wouldn't have gotten hurt. 
at that time. Now, with this injury that he had, I think what the Pelicans were doing is I think they were being very cautious. They don't want to force him out there because, again, we've already talked about he's 19 years old. Mm -hmm. You're investing a lot. You traded away Anthony Davis. This has to work. And with Zion Williamson, I don't think he's been disappointing. Not only is he playing almost 30 minutes now, mm-hmm. he's scoring 23.3 points per game. He's got uh, – he's shooting 57% um, field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he needs to be better a free throw shooter. Um, I think that needs to be something. But um, he is – I mean, he's actually a really good passer. Um, now his assist numbers won't really show it, but he's a really good passer. He's got good vision. Uh, he does turn the ball over a little bit, so he's going to have to work on that. But his rebounding, that's mm-hmm. what's very amazing to me. He reminds me, and my player comp for Zion is Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. I think he could become a Charles Barkley, a guy who's very undersized. A lot of people who look at him, but he plays bigger. Mm-hmm. And that's what Charles Barkley did. Charles Barkley was not the tallest guy, but he played bigger. He played like he was a bigger dude. Mm-hmm. And that's how Zion is. And I think Zion is not only going to help this Pelicans team, but I think this Pelicans team is going to be really good as long as they keep Lonzo Ball because it looks mm-hmm. like they really have a good chemistry with each other. Yeah. And I think that can only get better. I mean, Zion, he, he's too big to stop. Everyone wants to talk about, well, he's 6'6", but he weighs 284. I mean, that guy... Well, then stop him from going inside. What, <laughs> right. What's the big deal? I mean, the guy is still jumping over everyone. Mm-hmm. Who cares what his weight is right now? He's still jumping higher than anyone else at 6'6". Six, six. Um, as I, I put on here, he's a great jumper. He's, he's getting better at the threes. The kid is a freight train. I mean, I mean if you watch the, um, the Rising Stars game, Mm-hmm. I mean, every time he went up for a dunk, everyone was just like, oh, I'll, I'll leave. No, <laughs> I'll let you dunk that. Go ahead, kid. You know, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, no one wants to stop him, especially on a game that you don't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. He's actually a really good ball handler. Um, in the game against the Lakers, he kind of struggled in that position, but he's usually really good. Um, and he, this is the thing that I really like. And this is the thing that I have him over John Morant is – he can guard any position. You can have him at the five. You can have him at the four, at the three, at the two, at the one. He can guard any position, and he's not afraid to do it. He's not afraid to go against these guys. He's not afraid to use his body to his advantage. John Morant is a skinny kid who, if you switched him on a center, you're not going to feel great about it. With Zion Williamson, it doesn't matter if he's going against a 7-2 guy or a 6-foot guy. He's still going to guard him, and he can guard him well. And that's what I think I have over uh, with Zion, is not only is he super explosive and he can get these rebounds and he can get any point he wants at any time, Mm -hmm. I think he's also um, a decent shooter, but he can guard any position. and That's what I'm looking for. So uh, I would choose Zion in this instance, but like mm-hmm. we said, it's really not a wrong answer, but um, I just think Zion is, is something special. Yeah. I just have too many concerns about, I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal dunker where he's, he has great explosive jumping abilities and his second jump is just as bad, just as good as his first one. Uh, I agree with you. His free throw shooting needs to improve. I don't know, 13 games and he's doing really well. 
Um, there's just something that worries me about his longevity, man. Like uh, John Morant has demonstrated that he's okay with a, like out of 50 something games right now that he's played in, he is going pretty strong, even though some, some of these rookies have go through the rookie wall because of the extended season that they don't have in college. Um, you know, Zion Williamson, though, your comp with him on Charles Barkley is a really good one. But one of the things that I'm concerned with is a big man of his size, of his statue, injuries are probably going to come up one way or another. That's what happened with Barkley. That's why his, he kinda, his prime was great, and then it fizzled out really quickly, and that's why he was bouncing around from team to team. That's why his golf swing is the way it is. Yeah. Well, when you get paid millions of dollars to be on TNT, my golf swing will look like that, too. Um, but anyways, but also too, though, like another comp I've heard on Zion is Blake Griffin, who, by the way, is injured again with knee problems and, and is injury prone. I don't know. I just, I get a little worrisome with Zion Williams. I'm not saying that if I had the option to pick him up, I would cry over it or I'd pass that up. I'm just saying between the two, I think I'd go with Morant first, just because I want a floor general and yeah, Morant's a little undersized, but he's flying through the lane, just like Zion. He just doesn't have the weight behind him. So. You know, that's that's how I'm seeing it. But, you know, again, if, if you picked any of these two guys, your franchise is in pretty good shape. So, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, both both players are on teams that are in playoff push mode. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, you could say that jaw has had a bigger impact because he's played more games. Mm-hmm. That's a fair that's a fair argument. Um, but I think jaw doesn't get me to go watch the grizzlies i mean zion i wasn't watching the pelicans even when they were winning even when brandon ingram was scoring all these points you know once i heard that zion williamson was going to be playing his first nba game i went right to the tv you know so i think as a as an executive you also have to kind of think about okay who's going to get who's going to buy tickets you know Mm -hmm. And John Moran is a good player. I mean, if, if you're just looking for a pure player, yeah. But if you're looking for everything, the superstardom, uh, mm-hmm. the guy who can score at any time, the guy who can, um, you know, get you to a TV, who could get you to the arena, I'm going Zion. You know, I, I you know, you gotta, you gotta factor in everything in my opinion at, at that moment. Yeah. Sure. He might get injured, but you know, jaw is going to get injured at some point. I mean, LeBron even got injured last year and I think, you know, they held him out a little bit longer than they needed to, but everyone gets injured eventually. And, um, you know, and who's to say that he gets injured again? What if, what if Zion stays healthy for the rest of his career? I mean, mm-hmm. are we still having this conversation, you know? Sure. Well, all right, guys. Well, that was, that was great. I mean, it was all NBA here. Uh, we had a really good time. I'm super Super glad I got to do this, Cody. Glad to be back. Um, thank you guys for joining us and listening to our podcast. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at Drew Code Sports Talk. Also, we are on YouTube, which is uh, Drew Code Sports Talk. And uh, please subscribe to our uh, podcast and to our YouTube channel, of course. Uh, but subscribe to our uh, podcast on any podcast form that you listen to, whether it be Spotify, Apple, um, or um, Google Podcasts, or whatever it may be. Uh, please subscribe and rate and review on there as well. Uh, anything helps. Even if you don't like it, please just say, hey, I don't like this. That's all you need to say. You don't have to, you don't have to call us idiots. 
So. Be gentle, please, guys. Yeah, please. Just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but anything will help, so we appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be posting stuff on social media. Thank you guys so much for listening. We loved it. Uh, we actually are really excited because we just got new microphones, so we really got to experience it. So, um, Cody, any final thoughts? I don't know what to do with my hands. No, <laughs> no I, I don't, guys. I, you guys you enjoy it. more dad jokes for us. Oh, I got a couple of them. Although oh, it is pretty God. late, so the brain's a little slow right now. But you give me you give me a few hours of sleep, and I'll have them uh, coming out of nowhere. You need to tweet those. Now. <laughs> you should just tweet it out from Drew Code. Oh, All right, yeah, that's great. All right, let's end the show already. Let's go. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you for joining us.